0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive, the world's foremost Rams fan podcast that you get, tune in for occasional minus EV betting advice.
0: It's uh, ramtacular. And- I don't want to hear this minus E.D. horse. We have not missed a second half bet in the playoffs. Oh,
1: that's right. It, our hottest
0: streak doing anything ever. And yeah. I, I feel like some of the advice we gave out was good. I mean, Chiefs alts Chiefs Alt's first half maybe was kind of where we we're at with that. I guess. And yeah. I was a I was a strong believer in Forty Niners plus three and a half was the right side. Didn't bet it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just it was. It was a good number. I, th- I thought if you had to bet it, you should bet that side. Yeah, I mean if yeah. the uh
1: if the if McVeigh was gonna win, he was gonna win by three. <laughs> that was kind of the way that was always gonna go. Um the uh yes to answer Steven's questions, Calcutta profits secured the bag. Regardless was it Rufus? Of the side who, has, who has the Bengals? Head dead with Rufus, Rufus has the Bengals. Um Funny enough, on the, the Calcutta spreadsheet that I used, uh, I had Rufus's Bengals buy as the highest EV buy of any of the teams. Uh, so I'm feeling okay about my numbers. Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, not to rehash an open move, but would the Bills have smashed the Bengals? Yes. Yes, they fucking would have. <laughs> well, let's, just, <laughs> yeah.
0: let, let's just, yeah, let's grab the whole elephant in the room because I think there's, there's people who... And there's cases to be made for the bengals be like this is a good team we sure. get, well I, dan made an excellent super cut that i'm going to post probably tomorrow i'll post that oh, I, I, I needed you i need
1: talking shit about them
0: it's it's from our preview episode it's like a super cut of all the, all the stuff and to be fair some of it was pretty prescient like but I mean, I'm not even going to spoil it because there's some there's some good cuts of us in there. And anyone of you in the chat or podcast listeners who catch Brown Bag Bets from time to time, I bet, I bet, I made an example of the Bengals of like, uh, and I went back and listened to that because I did some Dutching. Uh, win Bet had ex- exact win totals like the Bengals win exactly zero games, a hundred to one. So I did that, I dutched it with one and two to make a synthetic under two and a half. It was a nice little um, exercise in how you can make a synthetic market on your own by dutching and using a calculator, but It's funny because I said, you know, they don't offer eighteen different win totals. Like they, they find a range of like ten games. So, like, so they're only offering like Bengals zero wins through like ten wins, which is funny because that's not where they landed. I'm not sure what happens when a team falls completely out of their uh out of their. Well, that's why you
1: just go alt over and alt under. (laughs) Yeah, alt (laughs) overs, (laughs) alt unders, Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and a Um, a lot of
0: us, and and again, as we started the playoffs. Drew and I said, and I think we used the Steelers as this example, but we basically said anyone who's an underdog in round one, if you think you want an outright on them to win the conference well, to sure. win the Super Bowl, roll that over because the Bengals number was not nearly as good as what it would have paid on a three-game parlay. Wasn't it a like, three-game we'll, rollover?
1: Uh, we'll ask. We'll ask Dan, and we'll circle back. I bet Dan has that. Dan, Dan, can you? You probably you has, find that? He probably has the graphic. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what the what the math works out. And in fact, we said we were going to do this even. <laughs> we said well, well, we'll do it. I'll do we'll it during the podcast. I, I can yeah. get the, the closing yeah. lines for okay.
0: Pinnacle on the on the three. If Dan can find the odds for the Bengals to win the, let's just say the Bengals to win the AFC pr- prior to the playoffs. When we did that, uh you know, week 18 episode, when we were looking at it, we yeah some people. Some people. Hopefully, some people out there are just Bengals fans or Burrow believers have some big numbers. This would be the second time Burrow has cashed a massive number because oh, yeah. I, I remember some people had some two hundred to one Heisman tickets yeah. on the kid. Oh yeah, just doesn't lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I think you probably uh, could have gotten you probably could have gotten hundred to one for them Super Bowl pre- 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 preseason, right?
0: It, it was two hundred in places. Oh, really? It was a hundred for the AFC in wow. some places. Some somewhere wow. after that, you
1: know. Wow! Well, congratulations. Let's start with, let's start with that
0: second half, or let, mm. let's start with that first half, and I want your opinion on the last play of the first half.
1: yeah, uh, that were was they just that themselves. You know, they were feeling themselves, but that was also—I uh, mean, if you are new to football and NFL betting, yeah, that was so classically Andy Reid. Like that's that's him. That's what he does. He does not manage the clock especially well at all. And he made that specific mistake that took points off the board that would have absolutely sealed that game. In my opinion, I mean, 23 is obviously a a score that some teams have come back from before in the playoffs. I think it's probably happened once at least. Um, But 21 to three is, is a more manageable margin. Um, And, to not even get a, a field goal attempt off there was wild to throw it, but not throw it in the end zone was insane. And, you know, I saw it happen and I chuckled to myself cause I was like, fucking Andy Reed. Like it was, it was, it just, it was classic. What did what was your take?
0: Yeah. It was like, did, you know, did he convince them to, or did, did Patty <laughs> convince him I want one more throw and he just kind of let him. And then,
1: and they didn't tell did. him if you're going to get one more, you're throwing it in the end zone.
0: And that's the worst part about this is I I believe Patrick Reed is smarter than that. Like the the whole pre you know the whole premise of letting him have that play is you have three or four steps, and this either goes to a receiver or it goes out of the back of the end zone, and it has to be thrown hard. You can't yeah. float this and let it let it fly for five six seconds. You know, not that you have that much room, but the fact that he threw it to a receiver outside of the outside of the end zone, just, like, even before the play was over, I just, I gasped like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, like, what was this? threw it backwards. Like, this was really something, because, I mean, even 24, I'm not saying, like, take the field goal, be be conservative there, but even right then, like, man, just those three points would have uh, been useful at the end of the game, unlike the take the points guy, but it would have been useful.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. And honestly, like, if they throw it into the end zone, they have a better chance of getting a touchdown than that play to Tiger Kill. Um so I don't know. It was bad. It was a bad play call. It was bad philosophy. And the Chiefs were moving the ball so impressively in that first half. I don't really know what to make of the second half because like it was a it was it didn't it took a while for it to feel different, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it like it was well into the fourth quarter and they make a mistake and all of a sudden it's tied 2021-21-21 20, and you're like, Oh my god. Like we got a problem. <laughs> like, holy shit. And uh and I don't really I really don't know what to point to who made the difference, what the difference was, if it was even Cincinnati or if it was Kansas City just getting tight, like I, it's uh, it's not something that we've seen Mahomes do before, like completely second half melt like that. Um, but at the same time, there were games this season where they no showed. There was a game where they scored three points against Tennessee, and th- that's um, the thing. It, it so... felt
0: different than that, didn't it, Drew? Like, and here's a good point from the dog two oh five in the mornings, Kansas City's number one radio station. So it sounds <laughs> like, but uh, he he looked impatient, like. A lot of it was Kansas City dropping, and ah, I can't remember who pointed out in the chat. Like dropping eight, playing some robbers, you know, like trap with the corners where you're just letting them think guys are open and continually menacing him and getting a pass rush while dropping eight was something as well. But some of it did feel like Patrick Mahomes was a little impatient. Like that interception to the to the offensive lineman that was just that was just a bad idea. Like that was just. I don't know, la. Not. I don't want to say laziness. Like it was a bad, bad throw. And real quick, to Dan pointed out from the preview show, eight to one to win the AFC. Obviously, they were a favorite in the first round over the Bengal or the Raiders. But if you would have parlayed that minus two forty five with the, I just used the closers at Pinnacle's for the last two weeks, fourteen to one would have been your AFC price. And since they're, you know. About plus one seventy five dogs in the Super Bowl, about thirty eight to one for a Super Bowl price on the Bengals. If you uh, had decided to do the rollover,
1: oh my God, <laughs> that's a stark difference. Um, and they didn't even really have to do all the hard work themselves because the Chiefs beat the Bills for them. Um, well, that's amazing. Uh, the uh, in general, I thought the uh, um, yeah, I mean the composure for Burrow on the road in the second half of that game was notable um they had some short fields uh i i mean honestly i i don't know i was so against the bengals having a chance that it's tough for me to really figure out where i went wrong in this one and uh you know it's the 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 chiefs offense going from buzzsaw to useless over the balance of a half was was a shock uh but at the same time like i'm fucking happy <laughs> like what an now, like what a break what, outcome what an outcome out. what an outcome like honestly the in the moment uh you know i was with my, my my buddy we were watching it in the parking lot at sofi and he you know as they pick off Mahomes in overtime he was like what's the equity swing here for you and i was like i don't know i mean they're gonna be like Meaningful favorites now. If they win this game, go to the Super Bowl. And we we're trying to do the math, and we were like, "Damn, this was like a plus ten or fifteen percent swing, just in terms of expected value of the Rams, you know, holding the Rams in the Calcutta." All of a sudden, I was like, "That was
0: oh, that, that's in." We, we don't even really have to ask what what the line would have been. Those lines existed. Yeah, right. There were right. there were lines up, and you know, so they're they're a, a they're pert near two to one or one to two. Excuse me, as a favorite here. Seriously, so they're a 66% you know, yeah. win here compared to where where would they have been as a dog? 45-ish. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a short favorite for Kansas yeah. City. So it's like a 20% win expectancy on the Super Bowl. Yeah, And you know they still had to get it done against the Niners, and that was yes. not an easy feat. But no. a <laughs> well, massive, massive yeah. swing for anyone sitting in there. And then, yeah. I mean, you're, you're the quite. I mean, everyone's going to ask this. Are you free rolling more? Or? I think
1: free rolling. What do you think? I, I haven't played it. I haven't played it. I haven't played anything at all. I'm not running to right now. We'll talk about the marketing, what we think happens to it. It's is. the thing. You
0: And it's the Super Bowl. You can get a lot down live. Oh, if you, yeah, think yeah, there, yeah. you think there's a, oh shit, this goes like the last game, or we have one of these meltdowns. And like, you know, let's say the Bengals get down a couple scores you know maybe maybe a little bit live on that money line just so you can put it to peace and be like yeah no matter what i have some i have some equity coming back even if if you know worst to worst case scenario hits me worst case ontario
1: i want to comment real quick on uh uh the spy thing good points here mahomes was not comfortable spy that that was a that was a meaningful adjustment if All it has taken was spying Mahomes to get that kind of performance out of him. What in the world have all the other teams in the NFL been doing for for three for four years? Yeah, like 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 it was it was still bizarre to see it. It, You know, like he had never seen that look before, or he just wasn't ready for them to run that look, or because I yeah, I mean it was it was really strange. Uh, That sort of the bread and butter stuff that worked so effectively for them all of a sudden didn't, and that they didn't have any in-game adjustments, and that they were literally like, "Ah, we'll figure it out." Um, So it was uh, that was that was a shocker ultimately, and um, you know the the Chiefs kind of gave up. I felt like too after the interception, like the defense 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 was
0: like, "Yeah, this is like we're we're done, (laughs) done bailing Pat out." We're done with, Brit- or done with Brittany and Jackson. Um, it it was it was a bit odd, too. It, it wasn't always a true spy, but, I mean, you saw that one play where the, the, I mean, the backer was clearly spying him and then eventually just rushed. Like, all right, I'm, I'm tired of bouncing around back here. And, you know, the, the pocket is disintegrated. I have a free rush at the quarterback here. I'm just going to run. And that, that was the thing about the coverage, too. The coverage was good. Like, all those times, uh, you know, Mahomes being a magician in the backfield, even the times he did get sacked a couple times, but he was running around back there, and usually you see that, and he just he runs around, he does a spin move, he rolls out, and he hits someone.
1: Yeah,
0: It was just never there. Like, Kelsey, Kelsey streaking wasn't there. Like, Tyreek losing somebody wasn't there. Like, the coverage was good. That's That was the second part of that. Like, the coverage was good enough, and there were enough players back there where they were playing this, you know, Whatever you want to call it, where they dropped him and ended up in a, a zone with eight, like just—it didn't matter how much he scrambled around. The coverage was decent the whole time, and God, that was that was something. I I really, really, really haven't seen a game turn on a dime like that. What happened
1: on the flip side? What happened that got the Bengals back into it offensively? Because obviously, short fields helps, but like there were stretches in the first half where Burrow had like five, six incompletions. <laughs> like there was. Uh, there was not a lot to really love about the Bengals offense as you go into halftime. Um, and yet the chiefs could never get the key sack. They could never get the key stop. They really only had Burrow under pressure a handful of times. They sacked him once all game. Like that was somewhat surprising that the chiefs defense was not even really up for the task of keeping them limited. Even if their offense was going to sputter in the second half.
0: Well, and and the first two drives for Kansas City in the second half. it was punt field goal. like they I think they moved a little on the first drive. The second one, obviously, they got a field goal, but um, that was like a lot of dink and dunk stuff. It felt like I'm gonna go look at that I pulling that up right now. I'm waiting for it to load here.
1: Four for forty in a punt, eleven for fifty two in a field goal. That one was all right, the there was dunk
0: drive. Yeah, the the field goal was dink and dunk. There was the defensive pass interference that got him like four yards. There was little stuff to mix in. There was uh, Burrow got sacked. There was offensive hold he had declined, and then yeah, third third and goal. That was the one. Yeah, it was like a long third and goal. They ended up having a short field goal. But I don't know. It looks like Mixon got used a little more. Burrow ran up the middle. Mixon. Um, oh, it was the the twenty two yarder to chase like chase getting a little more involved and then the, the drive after that was you know I, I, you said what got the offense going a 27 yard field is nice yeah like that that's a big one that the the tying score was after the interception so having having an offensive or excuse me a defensive lineman intercept a pass is always good for the offense like that just just uh, kind of caught them on their heels there i don't know if there's a bit of i'm not a big momentum guy but <laughs> when you when you get a nice drive and then you get the ball right back stinks for a defense so that drive that short drive was mixing left end chase for 17 mixing incompletion, completion and then the touchdown yeah and the touchdown and the two-point conversion were nice
1: yeah they were i thought so too um the next drive where three plays punt first play chiefs get an interception Chiefs do absolutely nothing with it. Three plays, minus four yards, punt. Those two drives, six plays, minus six yards
0: total for the Chiefs
1: was wild. Um
0: and Mixon did bust off a few nice ones here and there, but yeah, those first few drives, it was mixing up the middle for one, mixing up the middle for nothing. Like they were playing with they were playing with two downs essentially in the first half for a lot of that.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Okay, uh, overtime possession. Pat Mahomes looked like he tried to throw interceptions on three straight passes. Yes. Uh, ultimately, finally, he did. And actually, weirdly, I thought the one interception that they got was the highest Flunky. degree of highest degree of difficulty of all three. Uh, so go figure. It was meant to be. Bengals punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. God bless you, Bengals. Um, and, uh, yeah, Pat Mahomes, we'll see you next year when this roster is going to have a lot of questions about com- how it's composed.
0: <clears throat> I'm pretty. Yeah. If they, cause I did. And I, I mean, I made a bet on this. I bet that they come back to the pack a little bit. It was the first year in a while they didn't meet their win total. If they can come back to the pack a little more through roster attrition and the, and the uh, Bengals, excuse me, the Bengals, the chargers can take a little bit of a step forward. That's that's just my dream is the divisional playoffs every year for like a decade being Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Like those the combinations round robin. Honestly, don't even have the rest of the playoffs. Round Robin, those four teams, you and think, then and then that team gets whoever wins out of those four gets to host the NFC.
1: Lamar Jackson's not involved. No Mac Jones now that uh what's his name is out of there.
0: I don't know about McCorkle. We'll see. We'll see how the Patriots go. And yes, okay. I, I think I think Lamar's definitely out. That that was such a rough injury year for the Ravens. They're definitely absolutely in that uh, in that conversation. So the young guns in the AFC. Aaron are...
1: Rodgers and the Broncos doesn't move the needle for you. Oh
0: God, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yeah, no, no, I know. I am no. gonna I'm gonna touch on that after we t- talk about the NFC game. I want to talk about Carson the NFC Wentz and the Colts. Situation. No.
1: <laughs> um, that's that's all right. a big ass. Uh, yeah. So AFC Championship game goes the way of the dog. Congratulations. Lightly bet side. <laughs> Very little exposure on the Bengals in that game, particularly to win. Um, but somebody out there was sharp and hit. You know that that number was drifting towards seven and a half all week. Kept getting batted back. So somebody out there who was making markets scooped up a lot of seven and a halves with the Cincinnati Bengals. And honestly, in hindsight, plus seven and a half with Cincinnati Cincy was a very good play. Like <clears throat> that really, um, you know, as soon as we got in deep into, you know, as soon as that was 21 18 really, like it was never in doubt that the seven was good. Seven and a half was good. Um the uh the nightcap, couple thoughts for you. Number one, I was surprised that I got to go to the game. Uh my college roommate and great friend Uh, Had tickets. They were five rows up at the 20 yard line. It was one of the coolest in person sporting events I've ever gotten to partake in. The SoFi Stadium is cooler in person than even looks (coughs) on the broadcast. It's it was phenomenally cool. The, um, the, (laughs) they, I actually didn't end up getting a burrata. Uh, the, they had like trash cheese. They they had like a whole carving station with wings and prime ribbon. Like it was, the food was good. Although I'll tell you a funny story. Um, do you, do you not just get fish tacos?
0: It's not like fish tacos and sushi. That's LA. I had weird,
1: like, uh, I had weird, um, bad luck. Gas pains? I had weird bad luck drink karma. Um, so, uh, so we were sitting down on the um 15 right or 20 yard line five rows up and uh but my my friends uh uh father-in-law has like a quarter share in one of the owner suites right and so they slipped down and they gave us the wristbands to go through and get into the into that whole lobby area and go hang out in the suite and um uh so we did that or you know we did that at halftime right um, but before we went in there and it was like all you can eat, all you can drink, uh, I went and tried to get beers at one point and like I ended up at like in line for like a craft tequila like line and oh my God, like the, the, the cocktail mixers were taking like conservatively five minutes per drink order, like hand mixing everything and like, you know, salt, like like paprika rimming the glasses and like like really leaning into the oh, craft cocktail. Rimming mixing yeah (laughs) and uh so i'm sitting there like waiting and i'm just like just give me i just want a beer like what the fuck but like after your pot committed after like two people go in line and you realize what's happening and i was like well that was a mistake and so i ended up spending like a lot of the beginning of the second quarter just in line for a beer watching the game on tv and i was like well that's stupid Uh, i got a 27 mezcal yeah exactly and and then (laughs) of course walk right down to my seat and then the drink you know beer gal walks right by with like a backpack of beers at long last. And I was like, okay, fuck it. It's like, that was pretty stupid of me. Uh, and then after halftime show is over, I went to get a drink from like the bar area inside behind the um, uh, the owner's boxes there. And uh, there was only one guy in front of me in line. And he he ordered uh, two old fashions and the guy gets out like the most complicated old fashioned, like, Accoutrements, all these bitters. Get the, the muddler out. You know he gets them exactly. Like he gets everything out. He's going and going and going and going, making these old fashions. And I'm like, fu- and I'm like, like finally, he's done making the old fashions. No, he takes him. He walks him over to a smoker, and puts him in inside the smoker. Smoke <laughs> he puts him inside the smoker, and he's like fills up the little like a. Uh, you know, chain, you know, the, the little bowl, uh, with the, the chicory <laughs> woods terrible, terrible. and, and he he packs his, bowl. his torch, he packs the bowl, and his torch won't work. And he's like trying to get the, like the, light the damn, uh, applewood chips on fire. Uh, so he could smoke these old fashions. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I stayed there for the entire first Niners drive of the third quarter, watching that on TV. This guy's making two old smoked old you know, hand smoked old fashions. Uh, and so then I was like, well, if the Niners win, I mean, if the Rams win, I'm coming back for a smoked. smoke, so I, I ended don't wanna, up getting one. They were pretty outstanding. I,
0: I don't want but... to one up you, but I might be going to a Timberwolves Pistons game Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And, and truth be told, like my favorite thing ever about actually spending good money on seats one time at a baseball game, well, we've gotten good seats for, but never like the good, good. And the one time we did get the good, good seats at Comerica, they're like, oh, by the way, you have a waiter. Like, oh, (laughs) good. Like, like, I don't have to get up there. Like, we would prefer if you didn't. Like, we we can just bring you drinks. I'm like, well, fuck, like, that's half the, that's the worst part about fucking going to a game is going waiting (laughs) live for this shit. So,
1: yeah. So, so anyway, I wait forever while this guy freaking hand smokes the old fashions and then at that point, I was like, well, I'm missing so much of the game. Just give me two beers. And I get the two beers and I walk into the suite and my buddy's like, oh, you want a beers? They, ha- they have like a whole. They have, beers a tu- they have a whole tub of them right, right here. And I was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah, after all that, I wasted a ton of the actual game standing in line for drinks while people in front of me got crazy craft cocktails. It was a very California experience. Um, that's,
0: yeah, th- that's what we just we <laughs> you go. You say, I'll have a tall grain belt. That's what we do here in Minnesota. <laughs> or one of my favorite things, about as many beers as I've probably drank in a game in quite a while, was at uh, whatever the PNC mm. Yinglings. Nice. Just give me another tall boy Yingling. There Actually, Earlier in that same trip, up in uh, up in Canada, give me another tall LeBlats. <laughs> whatever. the fuck. Just, just blues. Give me another blue. They call
1: it. So, I love it. But you I'm, know what? I'm glad it, you
0: got to watch part of the game. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and
1: uh, we so in the suite we were like at the. About the 45-ish yard line we weren't dead center 50. um but it was an incredible view and um uh a couple of crazy things so number one the in-stadium entertainment was outrageously good like you know like the normal kind of you know stadium experience is this is a bunch of cheesy shit and a bunch of wild you know a bunch of nonsense they had yeah they, they had like a legitimate like dj In there who was getting people fired up they had like uh uh, i can't even remember who it was but maybe big sean like in the booth and they were like playing at one point they were playing uh ain't no fun but then blanking out like everything questionable lyric wise, and this whole stadium was just ripping, like, and you lick my balls. It was unbelievable, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievably funny. And I was like, how is this allowed? And uh, they had like, you know, like
0: the, I scenes. mean, they play neck.
1: and like, yeah, I guess so. Um, but <laughs> like, then, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the like Mad Duke. Max Fury Road how like they had the guy with the guitar and the flames and stuff. And that's like, he's just like sets the mood for them on the war party. They yeah. had like a, they had like a guitar chick who was like with like, you know, steam machine and, you know, fog machine coming out behind her. And she was just absolutely ripping cords. It was, it was incredible.
0: At the uh, Vikings game, we have a really big horn. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the yellow horn and somebody <laughs> blows it and it's annoying as fuck yes
1: I, I love it man well the uh yeah so the whole the whole in you know the whole experience was out of this world cool and then uh we went back down to like field level to see the final the fourth frame and uh i don't th- i didn't think i wasn't like this is happening like the rams are coming back for sure but like it definitely felt I I it I- definitely I- felt good like it was like okay like they are clicking they should have more points here like this is starting the balance is starting to tilt Yes how, or how no how many half times do I times. how many
0: half times do I make a snap play like that it's not very uh often.
1: not very often no not very no often. i like I felt yeah.
0: really good about the Rams offense ma- making something of it yeah I mean, it was, it was a weird second half and let's pump the brakes on maybe it was a well played second half I hated basically everything both coaches did all the time <laughs> like hey here's a, here's a coaching decision oh it's it's the wrong one it's bad
1: well, there was that one stretch where they literally were outdoing each other.
0: Oh, you're gonna run out of time up? So I'm gonna punt from the
1: 40. <laughs> yes. They were li- they literally were outdoing each other on that yep. one on that one uh that one sequence. Cause because first it was like uh they were like, Oh yes, nice. The the Shanahan made the mistake, he's gonna punt on a makeable fourth and two. Cool. Yeah. Uh and well, actually, let's go back one step. Uh McVay challenging the fourth and one. Oh, was, How much uh, that gave me up. anxiety. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Actually, actually, real quick story. Um, it was third and one, and I'm talking to it my be friend. quicker
0: than that old fashioned one. Uh, well, I definitely will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's
1: laughing at that. I was talking to talking to my friend, and it was third and one or whatever. I'm like, okay, McVeigh is pretty predictable. He's going to use third and one, and he'll like see if he can get like a tight end or cute wide receiver leak, and they'll try to get a big play out of it and if that doesn't work then they'll have fourth and one they'll probably rush it Jeez. and sure enough third and one didn't go and fourth and one comes and even before the even before the third and one I told my friend I was like if they go for if they do the stafford uh um QB sneak like he's such a bad sneaker like he's, if they do the stafford he doesn't want to get in there yeah he's such a bad sneaker i would i would wager legitimate money that over the balance of his professional career he must have the lowest percentage of converted Q- qb sneaks it's just garbage um and yeah so i was like God, dude. Like yeah, they looked it, at
0: it and it, i saw it i know you were at this game and maybe you know you're it's it's so much better watching that on the tv being able to see it and like every angle it's like oh that one looks worse they might have given them a good spot. Yeah, like, I thought this, so. Is, this yeah, is no, rough.
1: No, you could. There was we, the, the screen inside SoFi is might as well be the might as well be the 70 inch plasma on your family room wall. It's so crystal clear, and you can see everything on it. Um, and uh, yes, oh, that's a good point. Snob is correct. Uh, the Rivers was an absolute atrocious QB sneaker. In fact, they didn't even go for QB sneaks at some point because they were like, he has no fucking chance. I was
0: gonna say, I barely mm-hmm. remember that because it was like <laughs> they, the beginning of his career. Yeah, maybe like the, the last it, yeah. time he snuck, fucking Drew Brees was his backup. <laughs> um, yeah, th- that was a bad anyway. sneak. But you know what? I will take a bad sneak over a fourth down punt.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and the cha- I mean, you, but the you challenge, hit on the point there. The challenge, the challenge, the spot though. The challenge, the spot. What are we doing? What are we doing? They're not gonna overturn the to spot. I uh, yeah, I guess. Uh and so ultimately is that, what, is that
0: what you were thinking? Like this this timeout this stop in the game is gonna give Shanahan enough time to think about it. He's oh, going realize yes. oh no no he's sorry, gonna realize no, no, yeah,
1: like fl- yeah fl- okay yeah going that, that's forward, that's where
0: my head went right away Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he he's already decided to punt. He's,
1: yeah. He's the challenge, dumb. The, he shouldn't.
0: You give him all this yeah. time to think about it, and he's going to realize like I can end the game here. Yeah, I can finish them just by getting this. Is this is such a this is a the high. End of the yes, this is such a high win percentage chance change if I can get this fourth down, and then they line up and you looked at it and I remember why I, I watched it with uh, the family and my daughter. I told her I'm like, watch. They're just see that clock then it was the the shot shot clock the play play clock i said watch that they're gonna pretend like they're gonna start a play but watch that clock it'll go all the way to zero and then they'll just walk away from it she's like why and i'm like because they're idiots (laughs) because because it worked one time out of like a thousand times this has happened and they're they're more than content just punting the ball here maybe losing the game and
1: Oh. Lo and behold, no, in, in the moment, as a, a major stakeholder in the Rams, I was scre- I was screaming, like, McVay, why challenge it in the first place? You've just blown your last timeout and your, sec- your second challenge. So now you, you know, best-case scenario here, uh, you know, you have no challenges in timeouts, and they still punt. But worst-case scenario, they realized they should go for it. And when they ultimately decided to punt, it was, like, a huge silence. Like, thank God. (laughs) Like, and that was from a Rams fan about them going for a fourth down, the Niners. So I don't know how else you can kind of, I don't know how else you can uh, judge a good or bad decision just by kind of polling people who wanted Rams to win in that moment. But I would have said 95% of us were happy. They punted.
0: Yeah. Isn't that the best bellwether is if you're holding a ticket or you're a fan or a backer or, Oh God! Even a, they've asked players about this in the past. Like it, we were, we were happy they punted. Like, like of just, yeah, it was the ball. Like, I don't think people understand how important possession is, especially yeah. when you when you have the clock and you need to be running it down. It's a lot harder to do that when the other team doesn't want to. Yeah. And they right. have the ball. So yeah, that right. that was massive. Um, the the refing was good. Like uh, it was fun. Sam. Sam Hoppen pointed that out this morning. He said, "Hey, we're not talking about the refs today. So that's a good thing." And I'm like, "God, that's that's true. We went two full games where we didn't really have to talk about the refs a lot. Some of the the taunting thing, maybe a little, and some of those hits. But like the one was a you know the, we had yesterday." One helmet to helmet right on the sideline, like that shit is gonna get called now. Like there's no avoiding that. The RAF, the ref for line judge Rivers, right there to see that. So I thought the games were pretty clean. I enjoyed that we didn't have much of a, a ref influence. I was pretty
1: glad that they picked up the flag on the Debo hit because that guy couldn't have done a more clean tackle. I didn't think like yeah, even go, in the moment it,
0: it yeah. was
1: just it was as clean as you get. Uh, and then similar. I and mean, if you're, you're willing side, to hit,
0: if you're willing to hit Debo. Like yeah.
1: that, yeah. You
0: shouldn't be penalized. That's a man's hit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. And on top of that, there were a lot of other really questionable helmet-to-helmet stuff going on in that game. Like there was some they cheap kind of shots. Like, yeah, they kind of just let you go in general. Like there was a you know the the one helmet-to-helmet on on the Odell Beckham pass, and actually, like we'll, we'll let's let's we'll focus a little bit more on the actual comeback in a second. Um, But uh, a couple other just general comments about the game. As long as we're on the general comments about the refing. Uh, the if you're curious the crowd was almost 50 50 split and the crowd noise was 60 40 rams uh and i don't know if that was because they were being you know helped by the general atmosphere and the you know the dj getting people whose house rams house kind of stuff um because they you know they worked hard to get people freaking screaming um but the niners fans were there with serious force and they were loud as shit. It was the whole first half of that, the whole first quarter of that game. I don't think there was an offensive snap where it was less than hundred decibels in the stadium.
0: A lot of silent counts.
1: They, yes. Every, both, both offenses were both teams. Yeah. yeah. Both teams were in an absolute like audio, you know, just in a, in a sound hell. It was so, so, so loud. Um, that said, the comeback was wild because the first play where they went for like the deep pass. There was nothing there. Nothing, period. Like there was, I have no idea still what Stafford was doing throwing that in the first place. It was clearly double double covered from jump street. Well,
0: and he just didn't seem to have it in him. Like he's still kind of dinged <clears throat> up. This is what's gonna moving forward once we finally talk about the Super Bowl, like him getting two weeks off is massive. He sure. plays through everything. He's banged up. And you can see like he He can throw further than that. That was all he had right there. And I saw that fly. And then you see the receiver come into the frame. Like, oh, no. Like, this is an interception or they're going to get real lucky with a DPI. And then you see the ball drifting away from the receiver. Like, oh, this is fucked. It's over.
1: Yeah. Like, that was game. That was game. (laughs) game. Yeah, that was game. Um, The next play, they hit back. He went to Stafford's credit. Like, he's... He's got a little, he's got a short memory because the next play he went right back and threw like a 15, 20 yard out to Odell. And that was a beauty. It was a beautiful route. It was a beautiful throw and catch. And uh, they added 15 yards with a, an absolutely stupid hit. No idea why that guy was going helmet first into o- Odell, who was clearly on the sideline. So um,
0: well, he, he lowered his head. Too. Yeah, it was like,
1: stupid. Yeah. You just
0: have to push him out of bounds. Like just yeah. push
1: him. Yeah, right. right. Push so him
0: real good.
1: Yeah. I think they played that yesterday too. Um, They absolutely better have. It's a banger. The uh, God, the music in general was fucking excellent there. The, um, uh, yeah, so the comeback was really kind of that. Honestly, that that one play wiped out whatever you, um, you know, whatever you gained on the punt, Shanahan. Do do I have my drive? Do I have my drive? Somebody,
0: somebody pointed this out at halftime. How much? Of an advantage the Niners had in yards per play, yes, the Niners, Niners finished the the Niners finished the game with an advantage. It was five point six to five. The Niners they ran a, a lot fewer game.
1: plays. Like do you the, know
0: what that? Do you know what that number is? Because I just I'm looking at that right now.
1: I think that I would have said that the Rams ran 15 more plays.
0: The Rams ran 26 more plays. Holy shit! I was so, even surprised. 76 to 50.
1: The Rams were getting it done on third down a lot in
0: that game. So here, yeah, here's the it thing: was,
1: they were living on the, the razor's edge.
0: The Niners were three for nine on for third down. The Rams were 18, 11 of 18. It's just so many third downs. 18 third so downs many is a third lot. Downs.
1: Yes, it is. It is. Like, that's and, just a lot
0: to have in a game.
1: And a lot of the third downs were because they were wasting downs running, too. McVeigh's in game call is just rough sometimes. And I forget, it was on, you know, as they're trying to wind down the game, as you're trying to put, you know, you're trying to come back here, they were handing off to Sonny, Sonny Michelle into stacked boxes and you're just like we can't afford to waste these downs like i know they were trying to do clock control and stuff but like short passes would have worked just as well um i thought and uh you know the sunny michelle stuff losing those yards was pretty pretty inexcusable um it all worked out the good guys win uh garoppolo uh you know actually we were talking at the halftime show we were like the rams desperately needed just one defensive play like just make one fucking play and it took until the last drive before they could really all of a sudden they were generating pressure all of a sudden uh you know the the Niners offense was you know no longer had lots of time to operate you know like it was it was quick how how uh you know the the Rams defensive line kind of flipped the switch and could apply pressure all of a sudden um don't know where that was all game (laughs) but uh that was the distinguishing factor on that last drive. That was why they got the interception. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a moment. That place absolutely erupted. There was so much joy in that
0: stadium. It was How many yards cool. did Cup have? Uh, I want to say 180-ish. I don't think it was that many. I know he had – I don't have this in front of me. I was asking you.
1: I, I know I looked at – 142. His... He was 11 for 142.
0: I look, yeah, I looked at his receptions prop. I said eight and a half. Christ, they're really making you pay for this. Fuck, that wasn't a doubt. Eleven, and he had like a million targets. I
1: honestly, I re- I would have told you that that was even short considering how he played that game. No, and just like
0: I mean, yeah, it was it was it was the right like that was a number. Like, I I've that,
1: said this a couple times. I've said this a couple times now. I've told other people this, but like, I did not have respect for what a route runner he was watching the television broadcasts. When you're seeing it in person and you're watching him on every snap and you're like, cause I ended up ultimately I ended up watching a lot of Debo Samuel when the Niners offense was on the field and a lot of Cooper cup when the Rams offense was on the field. Just like what were those guys doing? Because that kind of dictated most of each team's offensive success and God damn Cooper cup was open on fucking every passing down. I don't know how he did it, but like that guy got open so frequently. It was crazy and uh yeah how often does a guy crack
0: 140 yards where his long catch was 25
1: yeah well he cracked like he cracked, when, when uh, someone
0: has a yardage yeah. total like that it's because they had a long bomb like yeah. i caught like an 80 yarder in the second quarter
1: yeah they were all they were all huge and honestly the um he dropped a surefire 50 60 yard touchdown at one point like he was running over the middle running him he was he
0: was gone and I remember he, it just went behind him, and he looked at it and like, "Oh, I, I don't yeah. know if there was a safety back there or not." They didn't pan to it. He, he had the he had
1: the angle. He had the angle. Right, yeah, was he was heading yeah. towards the corner. He had the angle, on everyone he was yeah. taking that to the house. Um, but uh, yeah, good game. Um, great, great time. Uh, what
0: did you make of the early market?
1: <sighs> Total was too high. Uh, appropriately, bet down. Total is probably in the 47 and a half range. A lot of that's because both of these coaches unnecessarily run,
0: they run at odd times and they'll run no matter what. Doesn't matter yeah. what, what look you give them, they still feel the need to run. Probably agree there. I worry this is, about this yeah. total. I think there's game states where it can go super haywire, but at the same time, like especially a Rams lead, like they can go full conservative you want, if you want a Rams lead, like you could be talking me to an under 45, under 42, like whatever it is live halfway through the game. If the Rams are up to a lead, despite what the Bengals have done from behind numerous times, I'm, I'm very happy with the, the Rams with a lead, just running their, running their game against a team who's been, yes, they've been great and Burrow's great and Chase is great. And uh, the fact that they've been able to do this with very little help from the offensive line has been something, but like, there has been a little element of luck, like just these late interceptions. And again, they're not, they're not, uh, and I do have to give them credit. I think of Bates, the one who jumped in front of Tannehill's first pass, pass. but like four of these interceptions in the, in the playoffs have been just like tipped balls, tip drill shit. Like when you win turnover battles like that at key times, you're going to go further than you think, you know, probably should have. And that's why this is a pretty sizable favorite for a Super Bowl line. And I'm trying to think of some bigger numbers we've had in the past, but feels like the last few have been, you know, smaller than this. Although we did kind of level out at four. I, yeah. I don't know if this number moves much off the four now.
1: It doesn't look like it's going to, to me. There's yeah. a couple of weird outlier four and a halves out there, but I don't think they're taking huge bets on it. And I don't know that there's a ton of value one way, the other around four, four and a half. So uh, I think it settles at four. And this is kind of the par for the course now. Like, but not even twenty four hours, and we've kind of settled on a fair for the Super Bowl in two weeks. <laughs> so,
0: which is the worst yeah. part? Like, it's the biggest. This is why the prop markets are so exciting, because yeah, it's no fun betting into this number that's shaped. It has the most possible amount of information for the not only the bookmakers know about these teams, but the markets that are going to shape the number. They know the the hunger. They understand everyone's ratings on these teams. Who and who they're going to take money from. They're they're really good at setting this number. A lot of times it does just sit put for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's that's why it's prop time, baby.
1: Mm.
0: It's fun. It's fun solving some of these cross sports props. I'm gonna bug the piss out of some NBA guys to help me with some of that. I think Patrick already fired on second half scoring more than the first half, minus one ten. Anytime that's even-ish, it's usually gonna get bet that way. So getting an early number on that, I like that a lot. There's some good spots. Um, here's a question for you. This and this is a producer Dan theory that I tend to agree with. True or false? Because I'm I'm firing right into I'm firing right into props and derivatives. There is nobody else on the Bengals offense who could win MVP if they win the Super Bowl. Besides Bro. Yeah, that that's that was the Just the media adulation of him right now, and where he's at, it's awful hard. Like he'd have to throw four touchdowns to the same guy, and he'd have to do like a backflip into the end zone on one. It would take so much for Chase to get to get this MVP.
1: I mean, who was the MVP of the of the uh, Beng- of the Bengals uh, Chiefs game in the regular season? It was Chase. That was an all-time I, performance, but
0: but they're not putting pictures of Chase smoking cigars on social media. Like the 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 media buildup is so hyped, hyped around this kid. It's hard. It's just hard for it. And then we talked about like the defensive side. It would be tough for a defensive player. It wouldn't be tough for a defensive player. You have a really low scoring game and there's a defensive touchdown by the Bengals, that guy might win the MVP. Sure. But you have to pick that guy out. Like, you have to decide yeah. which one of these randos is going to end up with a touchdown. So I've kind of landed on, like, Burrow wins if the Bengals win. The Rams, there's a few guys. And then um, Dan actually wrote a piece on this. What was it? Okay. Uh, Dan likes some Aaron Donald
1: because okay. there's
0: an offensive line that could be absolutely absolutely tarred and feathered by what essentially is the best defensive player in the league right now. And if he gets some counting stats or maybe a forced fumble or two, like that's the kind of guy they would absolutely love to give a trophy to. Cause he's just, I mean, the league loves him too.
1: Oh yeah. I i mean, yeah, it's uh those are really fair points. I think. Um...
0: I don't know. Have you looked at the markets at all on, on MVP?
1: No, I don't it's really tough. ever bet. I don't ever. I never, really I don't... MVP. Do you, you know look what the,
0: So the last time I bet um, Super Bowl MVP was Mahomes when he won the Super Bowl, but I bet it during the game. Like when they were down, um, people were like live betting the Chiefs, and I saw a live bet for the for the MVP, I'm like, well, Mahomes prop is a little higher. Oh, yeah. And then remember remember the yes, running back yes, had like two touchdowns and yes, people yes, wanted yes, to give yes, it yes, to Williams. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, oh, no, no, oh, no. Oh, like oh, otherwise I made a huge fuck up, right?
1: Because they were actually yeah.
0: taking halfway decent money on this MVP market.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I I, I would guess realistically, um the idea of it being one uh, like a one wide receiver kind of a game for the Bengals is low. So that target share is going to get kind of spread out.
0: I think Brent decently. talked about this on the show with us last year. He said this, like a lot of the guys, like, they just, they have deadlines. They have shit. Yeah, to, right. They they don't put a lot of thought into it. They're like, Oh, this guy was really good. I'm going to vote for him. Like yeah. they're not sitting there pouring over the stat sheet. No, like it's no. usually somebody's painfully obvious in their eyes and that's who they vote for.
1: Yeah. So there was a question in the chat. Who was the last defensive player? I believe it was Malcolm Smith. Maybe. The Seattle Seahawks against the Broncos. Does that sound right to you? I think it was Malcolm Smith.
0: Art Star won it two years in a row. Look at that. Yeah. Um, the last one was Von Miller in 50.
1: Oh, Von Miller won it also. And then
0: Malcolm Smith yeah. won it two years prior. Yeah. Before that, we had a stretch. Before that, it was Ray Lewis in the... Uh, oh, man, that was the early... The early Super Bowl for them. That was
1: against the uh, Giants, huh? Carrie Collins. Yeah, that was
0: that was Super Bowl 35.
1: Ooh, oh, that's a
0: long time ago. Remember Desmond Howard won it as a kick returner because he had the 99 yarder? Yeah. That's something. And then Larry Brown with his two interceptions in Super Bowl 30. I watched that one as a young guy. I lad. remember that one too.
1: Yeah. Larry Brown. Wow. Richard. Right, well, Dent. um, Let's uh, no, the the most okay, true or false, the most plus EV bet you're gonna make is gonna be on the national anthem. Probably
0: the, the Discord's <laughs> already asking, we don't even know who's singing it yet.
1: Is that because they have not declared it? They have not. Oh, do you know who sang they the national it's... anthem at yesterday's game? Uh, pop music sensation Brandy was.
0: Oh, I did see a tweet about yeah, that. Excellent. Somebody's like, "Shit, was, it was it good." It
1: was excellent. It was. Somebody excellent. said like it was really good. It was excellent. Um, yeah. no,
0: they b- we're believing it's going to be obviously someone local, like always. It's gonna be someone important out, which does not narrow it down. Many people <laughs> from Los Angeles. Many many recording anyone. artists are from Los Angeles, so yeah, I, I'm guessing we'll get information on some, Bloodhound Gang is rumored. <laughs> I don't know. That would be something, but Dan says, "Are there any famous singers from L.A.?" I don't know. Leonardo, Gladys Knight uh, wrote a song about that.
1: There were a lot of celebrities L- yesterday, man.
0: I saw too much Jessica for. Alba, uh,
1: Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, the guy from Entourage, uh, Which one? the Turtle? the the agent one. You know his manager, Ari? his manager, not Ari, his manager, not the agent. Boyd. No, the e. E. yes, E, yeah, he was there.
0: Uh, this is why I've decided to go to I'm not going to Pebble Beach this week I'm going to Pebble Beach next year Because my my buddy I was talking to him about January tournaments to go to Actually, mm-hmm. Maz, And he said, like, they all suck All the courses are nice But he's like, you might as well go to Pebble Beach It's just a nice area And you probably run into some celebrities So, we'll go watch Larry uh, Larry Fitzgerald play golf next year Harry, That's awesome just get list. Um, Yeah, well, when we find out We'll start breaking down their former performances, and really that won't matter because we'll just be waiting for somebody, who somebody <laughs> inside of the recording or the practice area may or may not be sense me. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's, we yeah. every year there's somebody that knows someone. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and then just bet
0: it, and then yeah. you'll know.
1: I will tell you what, man. I'm so fucking relieved. It is. Bengals Rams like if this had been I would just be two weeks of just fuck this game I don't want to deal with this anymore NFL's over if this was Niners Bengals
0: yeah you'd have been I don't know is there any I'm trying to think if there's any precedent for you I I, I, had a, I think I just tweeted that. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy for the podcast. Oh, man. I don't know if I can do it. I don't have the strength. Why do you give me all your, your toughest battles? And then Jesus is just like in the Bengals, Niner, Super Bowl. Uh, man of the library predicted it. No. Man of the library. I think he's just making shit up. He just makes up stuff and then he deletes the tweets. He's not really predicting stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to know who sings it. I'm going to start digging into props this week. You know what the thing about props is? There's still a lot of college basketball to bet. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else? Thing about props is there's a lot of Olympics to handicap. We are behind, my friend. It's actually a busy, busy week.
1: Yes, it is a busy week. That's a good call. What?
0: yeah we will we need oh, after this do you have do you have time after this yeah on air on air production meeting here. yeah
1: for sure okay, yeah
0: we need to talk about the what we're when doing we're the next do Olympics. Uh, yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah we got a
0: super bowl we have the olympic we have
1: yeah we usually do we do the annual talk about all the other teams and i think we have eric lined up for wednesday yep, but, wednesday uh, we're doing that yeah okay that's for sure on okay Cool, 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 cool. I like
0: that because he's a he knows so much about the front offices.
1: Oh, I know, and the there's situations. so much to break like, down. Did you see the whole Kenny Pickett hand fiasco today? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to break down. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about, man. Um, No, but yeah, uh, no Pro Bowl serious. episode
0: this year. No. I over the over the course of my lifetime, I have bet 10x the amount on the Puppy Bowl as I have the Pro Bowl, and I, that is not that number is probably low. There were some. There were some places that were taking hefty money on the puppy bowl several years in a row, and the Pro Bowl, I've bet, I've bet a couple times ever. Like, that just feels like a bad idea. Don't bet the Pro Bowl.
1: Don't do it. Um, the, uh, But, yeah, no, the, any general tips for people as they work on their Super Bowl handicap?
0: Go, go through the – are you talking props or in general? In general, don't bet, just the, in general. bet the props. Okay. Go through the offerings and start crossing off the ones where you think like, I shouldn't waste my time with this. Like it's either it's either much too difficult for me to math this out. It's not mathable. It's more of a, you know, a cute novelty prop that probably isn't solvable by information or math. And then just grab the ones you think you can math out and then go look for them at other places because the, you found it. You probably didn't. You're probably not looking at the best of the number on either side. There's probably a better number for both sides of something like that, and then just start doing it. You know, the guys who do player props week in, week out, this is a good spot for you. If you're an NFL player prop guy and you know an NBA player prop guy, get together, start looking at those cross-sport ones, see if there's advantages there, you know. that just and yeah, just shop, shop, shop. Patrick's great
1: point. Not only can you find middles in the moment, but there should be some middle opportunities as the week goes on. Would you imagine that's correct? Yes. You think a Cooper Cup receiving <laughs> meddled, yards prop gets steamed we meddled,
0: up? <laughs> we middle the anthem one here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think the uh, um, like which which props are going to catch the most steam to the positive?
0: I mean, the, probably you know, well, probably well, actually, these tight ends.
1: Before I even ask you that, which do you think props are going to take steam to the over that? in the blind if you're going to bet an over bet it now if you're going to bet an under bet it Sunday
0: those i mean all the backup tight ends with with Higby and Uzuba out they're not out 100% it seems very likely I'd, I'd say one is like 99% out but like all the the whole the talk of the entire twitter sphere is just betting on these tight end the backup tight ends who's to say they're going to get the work like you bring in a worse or tight end and not no offense to them. They're NFL players. They made the squad there in the Super Bowl, but they are not as good as the starting tight ends because they're the backup tight ends. Like there's no saying they're just going to eat up all their target share. Like it with, with Uzi out, it might just be Higgins time. Like definitely look into what has happened in the past when those guys have been missing snaps, missing time and trying to figure out where target shares go to because boy, yeah, there's, there's people just piling on these tight ends, and I mean, Lip, Lipskamir says that he's betting Higgins, not Uzma, uh, or w- not betting Higgins, not Drew Sample. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have enough sample. I don't have enough of a sample, Drew. <laughs> I don't know if we need I don't either.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> I think uh, I think it's not a crazy strategy that if you identify a couple of overs today and bet them no you can probably catch a decent middle if you want to even take all of your liability off the table next week. Um, And also, like, I think there's enough very, very sharp player prop money nowadays that once a line gets steamed and stops getting bet, then that's probably fair, (laughs) right? There's an efficient market hypothesis in play now with the player props, considering how much liquidity there is. Would you agree with that?
0: Yes, but they still have a way wider distribution than you know. Obviously, sides and totals because they're player props, and the way they count. So, efficiency, yes. Deviance, higher. Okay. Not just variance, but full deviance, like.
1: So you're not going. You're not going. So if you catch, let's say, let's say you catch 15 yards on a. On and over, and are you are you blindly coming back on that just because of the liquidity in these markets more so than you would for a normal NFL Sunday?
0: Maybe, but again, it, w- it really would be a case by case. Like, how is it fifteen yards on a that started at twenty three? Is it fifteen yards that started at eighty three? Sure. You know, it it depends on what percentage of the original number, and and maybe it would depend on a lot of things. Like, if it went up for a definite reason like the game plan certainly is going to revolve around x player because coach y said so like maybe there's actually some some smoke behind that fire and or vice versa probably with that analogy and you probably shouldn't be coming back cuz it looks like the market is right for a reason like yeah. it's really really case by case and the thing is too like the the long 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 tail to the unders on these would make me be looking at that if I'd overextended myself, because like, let's say, you know, let's say a player gets hurt or, or let's say something, something very unique happens in the game. Like there's a wild outcome. Yes. Like that does not, it doesn't automatically mean that the game is going to end with a game can't end with zero points. Let's just assume three a game. That doesn't mean the game is going to end with three points or however many points are on the board at that moment. But the, the fact that a player injury can so quickly throw a, a player prop, you know, just like the best laid player props can go absolutely yeah. to shit. Hig- Higby, Higby,
1: yesterday, he was yeah. a huge part of their game plan, obviously, as you noted by what Blanton got in terms of looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. That's so, uh,
0: yeah, Patrick might be hitting this like partial Mm-mm. buyback. I love a good middle that nothing makes you, I mean, your pants. Your pants don't fit as well in the crotch after you hit a little. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you were, you because feelin- you have so
1: much cash in your pockets that your pants you're, are just yeah, more you're, snug. Yeah, is like
0: you're, really? you oh. feel, really feeling it when you hit something like that. Like yes, we got, we got this. So I, gotcha. uh, I, I agree with the partial buyback, and I think there's definitely ones that, and not only that, but like if you're the kind of guy who has like ten, offshore's, sure, and maybe bets into a few. Can't paper imagine heads, like that at all. You know, like maybe who? you have access. This, to is, a, this is a,
1: this is a total hy- impossible hypothetical.
0: Hypothetical. And then maybe you also are in or nearby or have friends in legal states. Like there's going to be props. You're going to have access to the same property, like 20, 30 books. Like there there's, you might not even have to wait for a middle of 10 yards. Like the, those kind of things might just exist at the exact same time. Like at the same time and space. So okay. shop around. Offshore betting is illegal, that's why I do not do it.
1: <laughs> it's against the laws. Uh hey, um I made
0: a bet in Canada today.
1: Whoa. How about you? I
0: sent money, I sent money to Kelly.
1: Oh, okay. You had a proxy bet in Canada then.
0: Proxy. Yeah. He's my owner. Um,
1: the uh okay. Uh does. This is this doesn't seem like the type of Super Bowl like the Rams Patriots where the under was such a hot side and you could literally just blind bet all the unders in the player props.
0: That's yeah that game stunk. Um pro line plus um, So what made that the under? It was the fact that Belichick called the perfect game and then their offensive game plan was also like everything that the Patriots did was ensuring that game was not going to get to 25 points. Like there was no chance. So like a a really, really well coached team with the right roster, the right coaches and the right, honestly, buy-in execution, whatever you want to call it made that happen. There was nothing the Rams could do to get that game. Like if the Rams wanted there to be more points in that game, they needed to throw (laughs) up. That was was the only thing. God, that game sucked. I don't think either defense has the, you know, coaching position players execution to do anything like that versus these offenses. Like what keeps us under is the the game plans themselves, like the two offensive game plans and what the Rams can do on defense. I think the Rams can stymie the, we've seen this, like the Bengals offense hasn't been great in the playoffs in general. Like that Titans game, that was not a good offensive Uh, Not a good, good offensive game, like especially in the red zone. I'd like to go run their red zone numbers. Are you
1: saying that the Bengals are lucky to be here?
0: (laughs) Kind of, yes. Like they're they they're a playoff team. They earned it. They won their division. They won against some good teams. They won at the right times, but their offense hasn't looked all that good for long periods of time, and it's had trouble in the red zone. So if you're able to do, if you're able to do a little bend and don't break, how do the Bengals get to twenty?
1: Sure, sounds like a lot. Like nobody believes in them.
0: Oh man, I might bet the Bengals team total under and the Bengals plus four. Ooh. Make that a same game parlay. They should give me like thirty one because it's, in, it's up, like uh, are, negative, uh, correlation. negative correlation.
1: Correlation, yeah. yeah. I don't
0: think they give you a bonus. They just laugh when you place those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All right, cashing man. this one. <laughs> this one's good. <laughs> He's a lot more. Yeah.
0: We'll be here right in a normal time with Dr. Eric Excited. talking about your unless you're a Rams fan or a Bengals fan, we'll talk about your team.
1: And honestly, it's too bad that the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl because that means we're gonna talk a lot of Chiefs. Because <laughs> yeah. we hit every team, or we try to hit every team that's not participating well, in the big game.
0: We'll do yeah, we'll do like two, three minutes, two, three minutes on every team and then like twenty on the Chiefs. Yeah. We, we might do no minutes on a couple teams. Like there's a couple teams not worth talking about a lot. Uh, the ones that don't have head coaches yet, we might skip over a little.
1: Which ones do you not want to talk about?
0: I don't know what we'll to talk about. Let's Saints. It out here.
1: I, or, but the, sometimes they're fun to talk about. Like they We are, don't know who the are. quarterback or the coach of the Saints is going to be, but that's a topic that I kind of want his opinion on. <laughs> what the fuck do you do if you're the Saints?
0: <laughs> Eric does love to talk some Chiefs. It's a spot.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Let, let's call it a day. We'll be back Wednesday with Dr. E. We'll talk about everyone else, and then we'll figure out our playoff schedule. Super yeah, Bowl it.
1: schedule. They do it. Yes.
0: Thumbs up.
1: Give us the thumbs up.
0: We <laughs> have to switch the music. We can't go from that to, like, <laughs> a, a Jose Feliciano here.
1: Any final thoughts on the Aussie Open? That's all, all I can think of. Is when Steve Buscemi is
0: with that hooker and it takes her out on a date, he's like Jose Feliciano. You can't complain. <laughs> oh, this is what the summer's <laughs> about.